I used to take her, uh, my dog, I had a big Doberman at the time, and we would, I would run him up and down that uh, uh, construction strip because there wasn't no cars, and it was, I could ride my bike and, and I could make an exercise my dog at the same time. Longtime West End resident and Navy veteran David Daniels grew up in what became the Kenyon Bar Urban Redevelopment Project in the 1940s. So that was um, before it was even open? Yeah, that was before it was open, yeah. So it was just like, just this wide open... Yeah, this can, this can, uh, they cleared the houses out and you could just see, you know, strips for about, you know, about a mile away there still, you know, nothing but... Or uh, either um, construction stuff, rubble, or they were starting to pave certain parts of it, you know. Hear his story in this episode of the West End Stories Project. I'm Key, manager of the Cincinnati and Hamilton County Public Library's West End Branch. Thanks for listening. Mr. Daniels was born in 1936, five years before the United States entered World War II. I was uh, um, a kid during the World War II, so we had blackouts, we had our, uh, rationing, uh, stamps, uh, we had uh, uh, what they call meatless Tuesdays, and, and then uh, everybody was, uh, well not everybody, but a lot of people had a, uh, what they call Victory Gardens, and um, that was uh, that was supposed to help the boy up to grow your own food, you know. And a lot of people had window boxes, and some people, you know, had uh, had yards. But not not many people had yards, but a uh, few of them that did have a had uh, gardens in there sometime there in the back. I remember me and a buddy of mine used to. Steal them little bitty cherry tomatoes off of this one lady's uh, uh, place where she had them growing close to the fence. You know. <laughs> <laughs> back uh, back during the war, when we had blackouts, uh, they'd have that uh, uh, siren sound, and then everybody, when they hear that, they would pull your shades down. You had the blackout shades, and you would. Uh, uh, well, they told you to cut the lights out. Most of the time, if you put the shades down, it wouldn't be necessary. They said that a pinpoint of light could be seen for miles, they could, you know, from the air. And so that was the, the drill, so to speak. I remember running into a pole uh, during a blackout. <laughs> they said, oh, you know, cut everything out. And my eyes hadn't adjusted, and I'm trying to get home. Go run back up the stairs and run right to a telephone pole. <laughs> uh, at school, we would brag about what we had for Sunday. And on Sundays, when you, we would have a uh, meet, you know, we'd brag about having chicken. And uh, what else would we brag about? Mm -hmm. Well, we uh, we made fun of a dude. He, he was bragging about having some some coon. And we we uh, derided it. We <laughs> we made him feel a little bad about it. yeah raccoon and po possum. Yeah, I think it was possum. Yeah, that's what it was. It was possum. 
He didn't brag about that no more. <laughs> so you know what possums do? They they get up in dead bodies, you know, grew up in horses and stuff. Yeah, you see. He ain't talking about that possum no more. Oh, man. <laughs> you were talking about Meatless Tuesday, but you're, it's sounding like, in general, you, y'all didn't really eat a lot of meat throughout the week? No, of course. Well, like I said, it was, it was ration. We had to have stamps. And if you didn't have the right stamp, you couldn't, you couldn't buy the, uh, the product. For several years, he lived with his younger sister, mother, grandparents, and uncle on Fifthman Mill Streets, an intersection that was lost to Interstate 75. The first place that I remember is um, Fifth Street. We lived on the second floor. We didn't have uh, gas and electric. We had, uh, we used the lamps. And uh, where I lived at, we had the one toilet for the three families in the backyard. And uh, so uh, everybody had what they call slop jaws. And where, you know, nobody but take any business in the house, you know. Then somebody carried down to the uh, toilet in the morning, which was my, uh, being I was the only boy, <laughs> that wound up being my, uh, uh, my job when I got old enough. Matter of fact, uh, I used to make the the fire in the morning. I, 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 I uh, we had a uh, three rooms on the third floor, and on the and across the hall was my room, so to speak, where I slept at. And the ladies slept on the other side, you know. And uh, I would get up in the morning and make the fire before they get up. You know, and stir around there. Uh, we lived um, catacorner from the, well, uh, it was Fifth and Mill. Dolly Mason had a, uh, a, a bakery right there, Fifth and Mill. Mm-hmm. And uh, it went from uh, Mill Street down another whole block to Stone Street. The police station was about uh, three or four houses down on the other side of the street. And we also had a, uh, a type of confectionery store right across from us that sold ice cream, stuff like that, magazines, and stuff like that. Then up a little further, we had the grocery store. Um, that was the Tolliver's. Yeah, uh, they were... Two of the big boys that, uh, well, uh, he had two sons there, James and Lewis, and uh, they were the the big guys around there, and they kind of say, I can say, uh, run the, uh, they ran, they had a, sm- a small gang, you know. <laughs> I think we'd have something like uh, every five or six blocks where you might be two, three guys or four guys that kind of say, okay, this is our block, you know, this is their block, that so to speak there. But mainly, though, it wasn't a whole lot of conflict, but they did have that little uh, little thing going for them, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was that about? Why was that the case? Uh, I guess it was like a, I don't know, it, it was similar to, Everybody, everybody sort of uh, 
made claim to the little plots of the uh, neighborhood they was in. Even uh, us, get the guys around with me, we uh, we had a castle. Uh, I lived on a, uh, when I moved around on Cutter Street, I was right off of Sweeney Alley and had a buddy named Bebe. And uh, then it was me up this side. And me and Bebe, we was good friends. But every now and then, for some reason or another, uh, we would uh, pair off. And guys that wanted to be with me would be with me. And the guys wanted to be with him would be with him. And me and him, I, I can say we was good friends. But we, I think we must have had about, oh, nine or ten fights. <laughs> we used to fight all the time. We'd fight about our uh, sticks, anything, just for the heck of it, up time, you know. So, uh but in the end, it, you know, it, didn't, it wasn't, uh, nobody had any animosity about it. When it was over, it was usually over. You know, you had to fight. most of the times, uh, the grown-ups would stop them a lot of times, you know. Grown-ups had a lot of, um, how you say, authority back then. You know, that's back when you, people would say, or, um, they tell you you got to be home um, uh, before dark. When dark start coming, you start, you start making it home, you know. And uh, or, or if you forget, sometimes you hear your mother or your father holler from um, from the window, you know, hey, uh, whoever it is, get your butt on home. It's get dark, you know. <laughs> Although they shared two children together, his parents never wed or resided together during his childhood. Since they they didn't live together, who didn't? Your mom and dad. Oh yeah. What was their relationship like? Throughout your childhood, or did really? they end up with other people? Well, my mother finally got, uh, she got married to uh, another guy named uh, Raymond Crawford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my uh, father, I don't, I, I don't remember him ever getting remarried. I do, I remember a number, remember a lady that he uh, stayed with for quite a while. Uh, they were together in New York, and they were together here in uh Cincinnati. Matter of fact, uh, they were together uh, when I was in the Lincoln Court School. Across. You had to be, they didn't, they did not rent those two or, um, individuals. So, you know, it had to be uh, family. Family, yeah, some type of family, yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So he was there with her. Yeah. And that's, and then you were there for a little bit too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I stayed with him in the Lincoln Court for. About a year, and uh, I thought uh, I thought he was rich. <laughs> Lincoln Courts, that was that's where everybody wanted to go. Yeah, and they had the inside plumbing, uh, hot water, steam heat. Was your sister there with you too? No. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh, he, um, for some reason, or other they they uh, split us up there. Mm. I think it probably had little to do with economics. I think uh, my father had a pretty good job, and I think he thought that he could take care of me uh, better. And so that's the way it went for a while. Yeah, my uh, my my grandfather on my uh, on my father's side and grandmother they. They seem to um, 
they seemed to be kind of well off. Uh, whenever they showed up, they always brought presents in regard, you know, but it didn't have to be no holiday or anything. Whenever they came, they always brought presents with them. They were always dressed. Tad, that's what my, my grandfather. And uh, like I say, they always seem to uh, have things that are uh, we didn't have, you know. But one of the things my, my grandmother always say on my father's side, uh, David, I want you to be independent, you know. She, I think, I, I think she didn't particularly um, kind of approve of our living arrangements, so to speak, there. I think she, I think she was one of the reasons that her, uh, my, my father was trying to get, get me to stay with him, you know. Mm-hmm. I just got uh, uh, homesick, I, so to speak. <laughs> I just wanted to be back with my uh, mother and my sister, and I miss Marco. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, gotcha. yeah, I was, I was still kind of young, guy myself when that when that would happen. What did your um your mom do for a living? Well, uh, she did a lot of uh, menial jobs. So to speak, in other words, she worked at uh, the uh, the top restaurants that they had downtown at for a while. She also worked at a a place where they made a uh, fake fruits and vegetables, sprayed them and stuff like that. And, you know, those are the two main places that I remember her working. The one thing I think everybody, uh, my uh, grandparents, they worked for um, some white people, how to say, uh, but they would stay on the job. In other words, they wouldn't come home to the, to the weekend sometime, you know. And they would... Um, I, I, taste things that I had never tasted before. They'd bring home food from, uh, from she was a cook, so she would bring home some food sometime that she cooked there and they had, uh, I tasted venisons and pheasant when I was uh, very young. Uh, I didn't know what they were, but it, it was tasty, so what the <laughs> They lived, they either was uh, working different places or they worked together for one family. Uh, he used to drive for them and stuff like that and uh, other other things that had to do there. So they wound up working for the same family. After graduating high school in the mid-50s, Mr. Daniels left Cincinnati for the Navy. When he returned two years later, the neighborhood was completely different. I went to the Navy and... Uh, 1954, and um, uh, we always left from the terminal station there. We used to, the tr- trains, you know, trains. Were Matter of fact, trains took me to boot camp, you know. And uh, when I came back uh, on leave, I came back on leave about a, about a year or two later, about two years later, and they had torn down all the houses down in that particular area. It looked like it was a war zone. They hadn't build it back up yet. And um, uh, when I uh, got out of the Navy, I was living down on Finley Street. Uh, and they were also, uh, like I said, they were getting the Chan Expressway out down there. I used to take uh, my dog, I had a big Doberman at the time, and we would, I would run him up and down that uh, 
construction strip because there wasn't no cars and it was I could ride my bike and, and I could and exercise my dog at the same time. So I used to do that there. Me and get him, me and him both get some exercise. <laughs> so that was um, before it was even open. Yeah, that was before it was open. Yeah. So it was just like just this wide open. Yeah, this can, this can. Uh, they cleared the houses out, and you could just see, you know, strips for about you know about a mile away. There still, you know, nothing but or uh, either um, construction stuff, rubble, or they were starting to pave certain parts of it, you know. And, uh, so that was, oh, what you call it? It was, it was being developed, and that was in about, uh, I just got out of the Navy, so that was in the uh, 58, 59, mm-hmm. yeah, wow. 60s there. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, uh, uh, a number of times, friends of ours, uh, we you know we all used to live down there. We trying to figure out where certain stuff used to be at because you know this, it's uh, um, uh, it looks new, so to speak. You know, yeah, you, you can't. Uh, it looked like I think it should have been here, but then you will see something else and say, well, it couldn't have been there because it wasn't. It, these two weren't adjacent to each other. You know, at some point. So I didn't really, I I, no, I couldn't identify any of that stuff, so to speak. That for a while I could, while they were still building. <laughs> but after that, all of a sudden, I, it was just uh, too much done that I couldn't find a, uh, a landmark nowhere that I could actually swear that this is where a particular thing was. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the West End Stories Project. The West End Stories Project is brought to you by the Cincinnati and Hamilton County Public Library and is co-produced by your host, Key, and our reference coordinator, Kent Mulcahy. If you like what you've heard, listen and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and help us get discovered by leaving a review. Thank you. His name was Philip. Uh, he was my uh, he was my hero. <laughs> Why? Well, I wanted to touch a couple of reasons. One one reason was he was the tallest guy in the family. He was five foot eleven, uh, and I was always wanted to be tall. <laughs> <laughs> Second reason he was a he always had money, and he was a ladies' man. They had uh, the girls to come to my grandmother and cry about it that he was about how he wasn't being faithful to him. <laughs> and I'd be hiding around listening until, unless I got caught. <laughs> Get your little butt out of here. <laughs>